Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And this is a very, very special episode of Spoilerama because we are, first of all, we're experimenting now. We're recording on two separate recording devices. We have a microphone each. I have the nice one. Yeah, she and insisted the more one. Because it's me. <laughs> was something that came up in conversation. So we're <laughs> the reason we're having this special celebration as well is this is our 50th episode, Marina. The big 5-0. We've had 50 podcasts. Yeah. And, th- and this year someone else is going to be 5 No, that wasn't what I meant when <laughs> I said let's celebrate the 50 thing. 5 <laughs> The big 5 Yeah, 50, huh? How do you feel? <laughs> that we've done 50 podcasts, uh, 50 episodes of no, podcasts. I don't like know. No, I mean, away. I don't know what it is. Sorry, I'm going to be cutting. I'm glad we have two mics. Yeah. I'm going to have fun editing that. That's not what I meant when I said celebrate the 50. Okay. You really meant and you really just took it on both. Anyway, to celebrate the 50, we went to see, uh, was it 16-year-old film? 2001? Was that what it was? Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, my brother is 16 now and he's from the... Ju- 15. Right. I think. Well, I don't know what month it came out. But yeah, 16. Yeah, okay. Just he, did Felipe come out in 2001? No, he com- he came out in 2000. <laughs> and right. He's 16, but he's from October, so he'll be 17. Okay, so probably the film was being made while yeah. he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that way. So we went to see Mulholland Drive. And it's appropriate that it's on our 50th because probably one of our first podcasts was a David Lynch film. Yeah, it was the straight story. Um, it was a film. The first recommendation I made to you for this was, and you loved the straight story, and you were very keen to see more David Lynch films. Do you still feel that way, Marina? I actually do. Really? Because, well, yeah, because I thought I wouldn't. Because I thought you didn't. <laughs> we were watching it. No, I found it funny. Okay. Well, it is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and some things for me was like. Bizarre. What? Yeah. But that's not that is bizarre. that not is David Lynch. Not bizarre, but kind of the room ish. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> like drama stuff. Um, but actually, after seeing this film and after seeing his documentary on his life and art, because okay. he, he's an artist as well, um, I kind of keep thinking, straight story like that must have been a challenge for him <laughs> because it's not weird in any way, and it's beautiful and. Well, this is beautiful in, in its own way, but I mean... Well, I mean, I will tell you, because I remember when The Straight Story came out, everyone was stunned that David Lynch made that film. Because uh, Mulholland Drive is very representative of David Lynch. That's what his films are like. And it's basically claimed as his masterpiece. Because it sums up all his other work, effectively, to an extent, in that it makes no sense. It's yeah. all over the place. It's very bizarre, um, very sexual and extreme in some ways whereas the straight story the very fact that like the whole joke of it was the fact it's a straight story it's just a straightforward logical thing which david lynch never does now he did before he did the elephant man as well that's his film and that is just a linear normal film in itself but everything else from his first film a razor head and probably june which i haven't seen though that is supposed to be that's a big sci-fi epic but things like um wild at heart um Blue Velvet, all these films of his, they're all very extreme, like Mulholland Drive was at times, and very confusing and perplexing, but full of amazing images and sound, I think. Yeah, that's I think that's probably the whole point. Like, in a way, it's kind of unguardish. Well, yeah. I was actually thinking that while I was watching it this time. Like as I said, I've seen the film before, 
And I was thinking, um, I should have warned Marina. It's actually a very avant-garde film. Yeah. It's not going to make any sense at all. David Lynch has says he doesn't know well what yeah, it means. Yeah, th- this, this, is, this is it. I was watching it, and at, at the point where, let me see, your woman came in Louise or something, the crazy woman that, can, that comes to the door oh, to knock or something, the door, yeah. or whatever. I was like, okay, this film is not supposed to make sense, and that's all right. So I kind of, <laughs> I accepted that. And from there on, it was grand. (laughs) Well, you did. I mean, were you getting bored early in the film? No, no, I I wasn't. I was actually intrigued because it's his film. So I was like, where is this going to go? Because the whole accident thing and she just starts walking off. And the two of them in the apartment, in the, the, yeah, kind of an apartment. I was like, their lives are now, you know. Intertwined. Yeah. And how is this going to work? And I kind of knew there's going to be a lesbian scene. And <laughs> I That's intriguing because I didn't. And I mean, as I said, when I saw it the first time, I had no idea that basically the two of them were going to get together as a couple. And and I know David Lynch well. And I knew it was going to be sex full on at some point. Just didn't think it was going that way. Whereas you had seen for the first time, I knew straight away, oh, yes, right, they're going to get it on. Yeah, because um, as soon as she went into the bathroom and saw that your woman was there, and they were like, oh, oh. Oh, I was like, oh. Oh, at the very start. Yeah, and then she said that your woman could stay and sleep and your woman was all kind of, not naked, but like (laughs) semi-naked. Yeah. And uh, all these things in the way they got just got so, like, best friends almost too much. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, "Mm, there's something weird there and I know they're going to have sex. (laughs) Yeah, at which point you turn to me and says, this is the sort of film you bring me to? Yeah, in full public cinema. Yeah, I think you're a lesbian. No. Yeah, that's it. See, it was the blue's the warmest color. That you were the one like. who recommended yeah, that to me. Yeah, you loved it. Because this it's one a very well. good film. And now you're doing your your you did your presentation on queer theory of lesbians. Yeah, which you weren't at. Anyway, I did think um, I was worried that you were getting bored during the film because you seemed restless at a couple of times. And at one point, oh no. you did didn't you, you did say at one point, what is this film or something to me? <laughs> no, I said, what? <laughs> yes. Because, because your woman said, um, they had just started kissing. And then she was like, I love you. I fell in love with you. What? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> Shut up and just have sex. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I think we've discovered who really has the obsession with lesbian sex on screen. <laughs> Get on with the sex. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, kind of. Right. Um, your woman actually has nice tits. <laughs> Camilla. <laughs> <laughs> I am forced Comment. to. I have to. I have to. I have, I have to agree. <laughs> She's certainly well endowed. They're voluptuous. Yes. <laughs> oh, extremely. <laughs> and in fact, when I was watching the film. What are you doing with your hand? I'm holding the <laughs> microphone. Oh, is that what you're... Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. To think we used to review Disney films. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got an audience from Disney. They used to talk about Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> what are they talking <laughs> about now? This is what they moved on to. Not watching that film. Did we mention the name of the film? I don't think we did. Mulholland Drive. Well, you'd be on the title card. Um... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice surprises throughout, like this one, and B. 
Billy Ray Cyrus. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I did not know he was in it. And I mean, well, I didn't reckon because I remember Billy Ray Cyrus long before Miley when he did have eggy, breaky heart. Yeah. And was just avoiding him like the plague at the time. So I didn't recognize him the first time I saw it. I saw it about two or three years ago on video. And then we were in the cinema watching the film and he appears. He's only a cameo piece in the film. And <laughs> angry with the film and him for him being in there. Says, what the fuck? <laughs> and listen to me, that's Billy Ray Cyrus. And not in a informing me of the fact more a case of do you realize that's billy ray cyrus yeah <laughs> angrily at me you brought me to a film with billy ray cyrus no as in david lynch i didn't expect you to have billy ray cyrus in it although there is loads of random people in it mm-hmm. um but i just that was I, I kept thinking about it the whole time I was like, fucking billy ray cyrus <laughs> never would i have thought that and then people say oh miley has gone you know weirdo now of course her dad was in mulholland drive <laughs> what do you expect? and yeah she would have been very young at the time she would have been my um would have been what was the character she played hannah montana it probably was hannah montana yeah, in she's the whole she? down star meanwhile her father's appearing in films <laughs> like mulholland drive where they're blatant lesbian sex and women masturbating yeah oh <laughs> but all that aside uh, you did spot the humour in it. You did find it very funny. Well, yeah. This is yeah. what I love about David Lynch. I do think he's very, very funny in that it's, oh my God, laughing. Yeah. A lot of scenes in, Jesus, did that just happen? Or whatever. Um, Like the cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> just meets the cow- who's just a cowboy for no apparent reason. <laughs> and he meets him on the ranch. Yeah. No, and then the light just goes on once your man appears. And, and goes it just off goes, and goes off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and, no, and, and I love the way he had these expressions like um cowboys as if, yeah cowboys like attitudes and man or whatever do you get that son <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah son, whatever referring to his son <laughs> and, so on. and then another one was like uh, what was the other one he said something about thinking about your whatever on your man <laughs> uh, that was justin Theroux, Theroux, Theroux. i don't know how to say that just looking at him like the fuck bitch <laughs> <laughs> and then he just casually goes by and gla- one of the last scenes yeah the, the party <laughs> the party's going on this big hollywood party it's suddenly the cowboy dressed exactly the same at that and point, it just at, walks yeah, at that point i was thinking that your woman betty um got all these characters from that and just set it up in her head yeah. a fucking story that was you like see it could be anything <laughs> it could be anything because even then like i noticed it particularly this time as well that when she is in the car on the way to the party and they suddenly pull over on Mulholland Drive. And she says, wait, this is not where we're meant to be. It's exactly what Camilla had said yeah. at the very start of the film, at the same spot. So it's all reflecting and mirroring. And, and also the whole thing of where did all of these people come from? Because midway, well, not midway, it's towards the end of the film, where um, suddenly the dead body that we've seen earlier on wakes up. And she's, remember, remember when um, Naomi Watts became... The other character. Yeah. And what was her name? Camilla. And what was the other girl? Um, Diane. Diane. So she became Diane, who they had been searching for. Oh, up yes. To the that. dead girl. Yes, yes, But yes. the dead girl was Diane. Yeah, yeah. I presume because she's lying in exactly the same position. Yeah. And then suddenly it's her story. So it's a completely different film almost. But then characters keep appearing. Some of the characters are different and some are the same. Yeah. And like Coco is there and she's the director's mother. Yeah. And then as you said, she's there having a breath and... For a very second, the cowboy just walks by in the yeah. background. And your woman and that was supposed to be Camilla, which was the girl, yeah, kisses 
the actual Camilla. And I was like, is he trying to show... But Kiss is the actual Camilla, the uh, girl the that came up to her. Was, that, was she Camilla? Yeah, she that was, was the one that was singing, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what a perfect things, segue. Yeah, these things. You have to watch this film loads of times to yeah. kind of see these little... Well, you've only seen it once. And I you know. saw all these. It's my second time singing and spotting things. And, oh, I just, and I think, what, what was that scene of the silencio thing? Yeah, and then it just... Yeah, the whole bit of did you realize your woman was miming when she was singing? Like no. the fact that she's singing, and then suddenly she just collapses in the middle of the song. The song and goes the, on. Yeah, I didn't notice that. And see, then that's, I was like, that's again, that's an image of some sort as well. Yeah. Like the fact that they are separate entities, sound and picture. Yeah, and I just thought it was great because then you kind of yeah, there is no band. That's what they said. Yeah, <laughs> there is no one here that you know. I was like, okay, that's great. And then your woman has a fit in her chair. And I was like, okay, is God coming into this now? Some kind of religious thing that your woman is going to be. Exercise, ex- exorcist, exercise, exorcised, yeah. Yeah, and then she just stops and things continue. I was yeah. like, this is brilliant because it's a film that you don't need to give explanation. It is what it is. That's exactly, it. and that's <laughs> what I love it. about David Lynch because I love this film for that. In that, it doesn't necessarily have to have meaning. It's all image, as you said, and how it makes you feel, the emotion. Like even just that, as soon as the film started. The very fact that it's almost like silhouettes of people dancing to some 50s oh, I song. That. I love I, that. I, I, I actually remember thinking, this, oh, Marina's going to love this. That's yeah. the start. The way it started off, I'd forgotten that was the start. And then it just goes into the film. Yeah. Like nothing to do with the film. Or Naomi Watts, I think, appears briefly in that, just her smiling face. Yeah. And then it's the whole, oh, she's this naive, innocent arriving in Hollywood. And she meets the old couple on the, the plane. And. <laughs> <laughs> the old couple were hilarious in the car yeah. but they're just grinning inanely yeah. and you said that's me and John yeah <laughs> when we go, get old <laughs> yeah, so I was going oh god help John <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're doing and then they suddenly appear at the end as little tiny min- mini people running yeah. across the floor it's just full of really strange stuff but the bit that when I saw it first and again I, I sat up when it came up in the cinema today waiting for it was where the audition is for the film and the woman comes on and mimes to this 60s song you know where she's oh, there yeah, yeah. It says I've told every star and I mean it's such an innocent girly song like it's typical of the sort of Shangri-Las and so on they used to come out with these songs in the 60s um, why can't I tell you that I'm in love I've told all the stars and so on all this teenage thing but underneath it all you hear the music that Battaletti does that uh, is there the mysterious music so to make you unsettled yeah. by what you're watching because yeah. you're watching an actress auditioning for a film that the mafia have put her forward everything is in there in that, and all the while it's just this and even this way it's played it's not on the soundtrack the music is coming from a speaker in the studio so it's all I l- absolutely love that scene and it's highlighted all loads of other people do because it's highlighted all over YouTube as soon as I saw it I said I have to find out what that song is and did yeah. that strike you? No. No, because <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought when when actually they were filming that bit, I was like, okay, this is random. Uh, the mm. great thing about these films is you can kind of predict as well what's going to happen. Because when they were filming that, I was like, okay, this is probably a studio set or something. And then as the camera pulls out, you can see it actually is yeah. a, f- a filming set. And I was like, okay. So I was very satisfied by this film because everything I thought it was was right. <laughs> Um, Self-satisfied, I think, then, really, is what you mean. Yeah, well done, David. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Marina. Yeah. When she was only six at the time you made this film, but you knew. You knew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, well, 
again, I would say you you do feel inclined to see more David Lynch films anyway. Oh, absolutely. I um, really need to see Blue Velvet. Right. We need to see Twin Peaks. Oh, yes. Twin As Peaks. Well. Yeah. Is um, the series made by him? Yeah. He wrote it, directed it. Like, he ma- it's basically he's in charge of it. He's the executive producer. and But he created it with another guy, Mark Frost. And they wrote it, wrote a number of the episodes. He directed a few of them. He even appears in it as well. Okay, so interesting. And he's hilarious. He, he is a mad. Yeah. He's like a, he's a nut job. If you look at his life, it's a very weird life he has. Okay. When he you have to see the the documentary, mm-hmm. even though it's about his artistic side, like when he, his paintings and stuff, it's but it's it does weird. refer, but it's about him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so and that he's telling it. Yeah. And he'd say stuff. And it's it's like him. Because watching this film, it actually reminds me of the documentary. He's just sitting there and telling some kind of um, anecdote. And then he's like, yeah, that's it. And you're kind of waiting for something to come. There's no punchline. He's just talking. That's just (laughs) it. And he's just there telling. And then uh, when he talks about his mother, he just says, you know, she was very cold, but she loved me. And he just stopped and looked at the camera like, that's it. That's all you're getting. (laughs) No, but it's just... It doesn't. Ha- he doesn't make sense at all. He'll just say these things out of nowhere while he's painting, and there right. is just someone there filming him, and he just say, "Yeah, I just like to glue stuff to <laughs> <laughs> to to canvas, and no one's ever got my paintings." Right. I do them, and you can see his dote of a granddaughter, <laughs> <laughs> um, doing it with him, and I keep thinking, "Boy, that kid's gonna be messed up." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's grandchild. It's children, obviously, in, in between that aren't messed up uh, that we, we know, know of. That. Yeah, that's true. Well, I do remember in one episode of Twin Peaks, there is this character in it who a little boy appears in this scene in Twin Peaks, and he's very strange. And I was watching this. Oh my God! It's like a mini David Lynch, and it was his son. Oh his my child, God! The child appears in this, and it's just, and he looks. I don't know when, how he looked like in the film, but nearly every time I've seen David Lynch, he has the very striking hair. It's white. Yeah, well, it was black before. Oh, okay, but okay. It's the sort of quiff. Yeah. And um, always wears a white shirt buttoned to the neck. Well, this little boy was looked like that. It was basically just a scene where this woman is a home help, comes to this old woman, and is talking to the old woman for ages, sitting in a chair, and she says, you better ask my grandson. And she turns around, there he is sitting in the corner that she <laughs> never knew, looking strange. And she goes, Jesus Christ. And um, he, she's giving, she says, because I don't like beans. And the woman who's, the home health turns around to her and the beans have suddenly disappeared from her plate she had a plate of beans and a plate of food and yeah. the beans just gone she turns around and looks at her grandson and he's there holding them in his hand <laughs> so that's what that's <laughs> David Lynch that's what Twin Peaks <laughs> is like and that's what and that's what he had obviously his son yeah. doing that do you know what I'd love to actually ha- see a film that is a mix of Tim Burton and David Lynch yeah I think they're they're very similar um, they Tim were, Burton is a David Lynch for kids yeah <laughs> I think so they were right. but it's David Lynch is even more bizarre like it's full of things that don't go anywhere and jokes that are just very, like the, what, what, there was one part that was just so strange oh oh I can't remember well yeah well, but, but there was the shootout you know when the assassin comes in and to shoot a man and then everything starts going wrong he yeah. shoots a hole in the wall and shoots someone else and then there's another witness and then in the end he blows up the wash the vacuum and, and the sets alarm. up all the alarms and he goes, oh man <laughs> I have this so that's already where it's it's full of humor like that where it's bl- very very black like four people have just been killed three people have just been killed and the humor is a vacuum cleaner is blown up yeah there's another in another of his films um someone's there's a gun uh, a bank robbery goes wrong and someone's head gets blown off literally blown off 
and their bodies blasted all over the place and the scene ends with a dog running off joyfully with a hand in his mouth <laughs> Just throws in these things that are just so strange. So you have to see. I'll lend you Twin Peaks next time I see you. Okay. So you can watch the countdown to that. Crammed. Um, I'm trying to think what else was I going to highlight. Was there any highlights for you of it? Everything. I don't know. Yeah. Um, highlights, highlights, highlights. Apart from Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> that was fucking gas. Um, well, what do you think of the music? Because oh I had yeah. said to you before no, how the I music, love the music. Like... It's, oh, one of the things, the random thing was your man sitting down t- talking about his dream. What's his name? The actor. I, is it Fisher? Oh. Fisher or something? Filser? Phil, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's very isolated scene. Never is referred to again. But he appears later, later on, in the film. Yeah. And, just, and, then aside, and then they go back to that restaurant as well. Yeah, Patrick Fischler. Yeah, I know him from other things. Yeah. Are you not a <laughs> Go on, check it. Um, but I just and the the the, the hobo. Yeah, what was his it. part? But nothing. But you see, that's it. It's just another cool image. He lost. Out there. Oh, probably that's it. Yeah, and he does from. lost. Um, Rosewood suits. It's he does more series than anything else. He's done Mad Men and Californication. Okay. So, well, you yeah, he's he's a recognizable face. Yeah. But it's just a random scene. Yeah. And then he's at the counter and at the end. Well, that, I love that. I, that's And it's like I love the cowboy as well. All these references to bits that have already happened in the film that are it's never like, fully yeah. thing. It's like they're finalizing it, just saying, okay, that's that character. So he appears again. But yeah. we don't need to explain it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> and then the whole silencio at the end, yeah. which closes off the film. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's it. That's how it finishes. Well, it's the sort of film that I felt while I was watching. This could go on for another two hours and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Because it's not it's not designed to make sense. It's n- there's no endings. There's something. It's just all this. There's everything feels wrapped up at times and then it's not. Yeah. And so on. It's all going in circles and circles. And then you just because you go with the flow of it, you ultimately don't care. And I think that's what is the magic of David Lynch. And that's why in Twin Peaks, interestingly enough, is the whole premise of Twin Peaks is who killed Laura Palmer the episode the series starts with this high school prom queen has been murdered and the whole series is about uh, the FBI are brought in to investigate her murder and so it became a huge hit in America the first series because everyone wants to know who killed Laura Palmer and then when it was finally revealed halfway through series two a friend of mine who was a big fan of it like a load of us were big fans of it at the time but I remember talking to him about it and you know next week we're supposed to be finding out who killed Laura Palmer and he says yeah you know I don't actually care he said I've forgotten about that because there's so many other subplots of it. He says, yeah. I'm really not bothered he says yeah it'd be interesting it's a nice side he says but that's not what I'm watching anymore and I said yeah you're right actually I don't really care yeah. either and then would, and because it's always going to be disappointment after all that hype yeah. for weeks and weeks a year in fact at that stage because the second series I wonder who killed Laura Palmer but if you get whoever it's going to be is going to be a disappointment because you just built up oh is that it Whereas the series itself is just so bizarre and out there and strange characters doing strange things and all these comic bits. You're just watching it for the melange, the whole yeah. mix. And that's what this film is like as well. I didn't care about plots or subplots or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it gets just to the point where you're just like, okay, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I wonder what interesting scene is coming next. Yeah. Sort of thing. But what I will say back to the music, what I was mentioning with the music is I love that main theme. I just think it's really 
mysterious and it comes yeah. on as they're going down to drive no 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 it's really and the emphatic way he turns it up yeah they're in the house when they're, i felt like grabbing you and go oh my god i am going to collapse because I, I was scared right not scared but i just it's that kind of thrill of you don't know what's going to happen someone yeah. can jump out of somewhere or whatever and they see you know the dead body but that song the music just kept going up and when the old people are in her house the two the couple oh they're and they're miniature no no <laughs> and they're big at one point oh and, and the old like, attacker yes yeah, and the, the music is unbelievable and you're like you're actually good they actually are scary yeah because of the music and you're like oh my god i don't know what's gonna happen it's, it's great well i think no i mean david lynch the music is vital for his films like he yeah. works with the composer he doesn't just sign for the he works with him and has told him because i've seen interviews with Badalenti about twin peaks and he would tell him no i want it like this and he was changing the music according to this for twin peaks now how lynch wanted it so it might be fast paced he wants to slow it down and if you try this so he's co-composing with him almost uh so and say that certainly well he's this, a musician yeah he is himself, a musician. he's so an all-rounder yeah. basically he does everything He's crazy so, too. <laughs> yes, but that's the joy of him. Yes. I'd say I'd say he'd be great crack. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so he too. just looks. Anytime I've seen him interviewed, and very briefly, you he has was. I'm it's dying actually, to see it. I will look out great. for it. I will look out for it. And you have to watch Twin Peaks. I will. So, th- in fact, that's your next assignment. Well, I'll give you Twin Peaks to watch. Okay. And we can report back on Marina's and I'll progress. I'll give you the documentary. Well, I don't have <laughs> it, but you you watch it. Yeah, <laughs> find I find it. it. But yeah, but you've twenty eight episodes of Twin Peaks to get through. Well, if it's good, I'll probably fly through it anyway. Yeah. And in the countdown to the new series, which is coming out next month. Oh yes. So this so we can next week's spoilerama will be a progress report on Marina's way through Twin Peaks. Yes. And never watch a fucking David Lynch again. <laughs> Shite. Two good films, and that's it. This TV crap. Okay. <laughs> okay. So happy fiftieth, Marina. I should be saying that to you. No, not for a <laughs> while yet. Not for weeks and weeks. Five I think I'll stop it. Okay. Thank you. Um Big Five O. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till yours. Won't be around. You won't be you actually <laughs> won't, I don't think. No, you I will <laughs> I don't know. You'll be eighty. I'll be nearly eighty. I'll be oh. in my seventy. <laughs> You're worried now that I won't little be able to joke. make it to your 50th. I'd be a little dozy. Hey, Mick. I have that for your 50th today. Ah, let's go and watch David Lynch films. He's still making them. <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> let's round it off there. Um, so thank you for joining us on this 50th special of Spoilerama. Big celebrating five-o. David Lynch. And join us again next week. I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been Marina Gorski. Woohoo!